And hello everyone and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Dick Batista along with Nathan Jones. And yes, we're transmitting live from our station here at www.tweb.tv and our various networks. And of course, we are live in social media. So for those of you that are watching and listening, we'd love for you to post your questions or your comments for Nathan Jones and myself. And of course, today we're going to continue talking about this very important subject matter. And it's that of Lamentations, the prophetic book of Lamentations. So we hope that you can stay tuned to the whole program uh, and you're going to be blessed today with what the Lord is going to bring about in His Word. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if you will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study Lamentations, the book that you read, Lord. And so we hope that uh, as we study it, that people will be excited about your word and draw closer to you in your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, you're tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones. We're talking about the prophetic book of Lamentation. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Broward, Calvary Aventura, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here at www.tway.tv. And, of course, if you find yourself in the Aventura Hollandale area, we'd love for you to stop by and say hello to us and be part of our Bible studies. More information at 305-992-9537. And, of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones. Actually, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to our program, my co-host. As he already prayed for us. Nathan, it's great to have you on. That's <laughs> great to be on, brother. Great to be on. Well, Nathan, I was laughing, and actually, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was. Uh, I have this picture of you, and you look like a doctor, <laughs> man. And I have it in my back screen, and I was looking, and I got distracted. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm watching you on streaming Facebook too, and it's like, oh, you put the doctor picture. Up. <laughs> Listen, I love it, Nathan. Talk to us a little bit about the picture, the ministry, your contact information, and uh, what you guys are up to these days. Uh, my name is Nathan Jones. I'm the Associate Evangelist and Web Minister with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that in quite a number of different ways, primarily through our television show, Christ in Prophecy with Dr. David Reagan, which can be seen on almost all the major Christian networks, on, uh, especially on our website, lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. Another way we do is uh, short videos in a series called The Inbox, in our latest inbox, the 14th, as a medical theme, and that's why I'm dressed like a doctor, because we uh, are trying to cure the dreaded disease symbolically, the, the desire to interpret scripture symbolically rather than literally. So check that out on our website or our YouTube channel, Christ in Prophecy, and we've got that video posted there. Uh, man, I love that. I was checking that out yesterday. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> so <laughs> great. It was a lot of fun to make these videos. You know, we're trying to do the three E's. We want to educate, but we also want to entertain and enlighten. And if you think you got that combination, yeah. it should reach people. Uh, and the Holy Spirit works through it to reach people for Christ. So that's the idea. Absolutely. Well, the Thank you so much for the wonderful resource. I'm always, now I'm like waiting like a kid in a candy store. What will the next one be? So. <laughs> well, 
I don't know if he has some ideas. I need to write number 15 so he can get shooting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Nathan. For those of you that are watching and listening, hey, take advantage of these wonderful resources and uh, grow in your relationship with the Lord and have a proper view of what Nathan is talking about eschatology. There is a lot of crazy views out there, but there is uh, a biblical view, and that's what uh, they want to make sure that you get. Also, Nathan, there's a, this movie coming out about Genesis. Can you also briefly talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, yes. Um... Creation Day has been working for a few years now on a movie about Genesis, chapters 1 through 3, about the creation. It's called Genesis 3D, and it's actually a 3D computer animated movie that also has a number of interviews from leaders and, and Bible uh, creationism and Bible teaching, like uh, Ray Comfort and Ken Ham and others, and a number of scientists, and all of them are teaching about Genesis and how we can trust the Bible's inter uh, account of the creation, as Genesis 1 through 3 describes, not symbolically, but literally, a literal yeah. interpretation. So anyway, it comes out on November 13th as a fathom event. I highly recommend people check it out. Go to creationtoday.com, and uh, their website has a lot of information on that. They're looking to raise funds to get this movie into more theaters, and I think this could be as big as God's Not Dead if he just gets in the hands of people. Mm -hmm. It's certainly in the same vein as his Genesis history, if people saw that in the theaters and now on DVD, it will really help you understand the Genesis account. So I awesome. highly recommend Genesis 3D. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And again, for those of you that are watching and listening, support these uh, Christian movies. Uh, there's not many out there, so it's great when one comes out to try to keep it in the theater as long as possible so they can continue to generate uh, even better movies. So we're excited about that. So again, Nathan, thank you so much for giving your contact information and just letting the, those viewers and listeners out there have something to grow on during the week. But you and I, we have been diving into the book of Lamentation. Uh, the prophetic book of Lamentation. Last week we closed uh, chapter 2 uh, of the book of Lamentation uh, there. And uh, we're going to, this week, pick it up, going through chapter 3. Now, Nathan, how long is chapter 3? So we can give people a warning. <laughs> well, chapter 3 of Lamentation, which is the, the third of the uh, six, is 66 verses long. But uh, for people like, oh my goodness, there are only two lines for each. So it's not like each verse is 10 lines. It's just two lines. So <laughs> 122 lines. Well, that's good. That's that, That's why we want to take it uh, in, in uh, small verses as the Holy Spirit leads. And like you and I have mentioned, it's been exciting going through the book of Lamentation in a chapter-by-chapter, verse-by-verse manner. And those individuals that have been watching and listening, what a great way to study uh, through the whole book of Lamentation. So we want those of you watching, listening, stay tuned as we continue making our way through the book of Lamentation, chapter 3. So, Nate, before we get to chapter 3, would you be able to give us a quick recap of what we talked about, chapters 1 and 2, and a little bit of the background, and then, yeah, take us through chapter 3 of the book of Lamentation. Yeah, okay. Well, Lamentation was written by the prophet Jeremiah at the time where Israel had long been taken away in 722 B.C., and what was left was the southern tribes of Judah, Judah and Benjamin. And they had some righteous kings, and they held on longer, but not long enough. Eventually, they wearied God out. He was tired of their rebellion, their sins, chasing after idols, their spiritual harlotry, their murders, their thefts. He was done with his people, at least for a time. And so he sent the Babylonians under King Nebuchadnezzar to conquer the land of Judah destroy Jerusalem and take all the people of privilege and wealth away 
up to Babylon. And that would begin the story of Daniel. But before Daniel was Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was the prophet at that time period. And Jeremiah was also left behind in the ashes and the rubble. And while he's sitting there lamenting in the ashes and the rubble, he wrote the book Lamentations. Right. Of course, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, through him, inspired him. And so we get uh, the people's point of view in Lamentations 1. We get God's point of view in mm -hmm. Lamentations 2. And then Lamentations 3, we get to hear more of the prophet's anguish, but also hope that the Lord will never, and he never does, That's forget right. his people. He might punish his people for the hope of bringing them back to repentance, but his promises still stand, and the promises for the Jewish people still stand. Mm -hmm. That is fantastic. And of course, last week we closed chapter 2. We were talking a little bit about the terror. Uh, we talked a little bit about the, the God's wrath and His anger. And we talked a little bit about how that also relates to that time period uh, of the uh, tribulation, if you will, the, the indignation. So we saw that side of the situation. But Nathan, as we get into chapter, through, uh, chapter 3, as you take us through it, I also see more like a little personal thing going on here. It is. It is. Uh, again... Jeremiah is, is not forgetful of, of Moses' prophecy in Daniel 28. 900 years earlier, Moses had said his last message to his people before they crossed the Jordan River that if they followed the Lord, they would be greatly blessed, but if they rejected the Lord, he would bring punishments on them that would eventually escalate into being exiled away. Right. And so there Jeremiah is living proof of a 900-year-old prophecy that has just come true. And so the prophet's anguish is not just his own anguish, it's the people's anguish, it's God's anguish himself. It's all mixed up in limitations. So you really get a slice of the heart of the yeah. Lord. You really get to know what's on the mind of God. And not just rules and facts and figures, but God's actual heart of what he was feeling. Because it wasn't just anger he was feeling against his people a great lamenting. It was a great tragedy, and that is what Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet. Mm -hmm. He weeps not only for himself, but for the people and for God. Excellent point. Thank you so much, Nathan, for the wonderful, uh, again, recap and background. And yeah, if you could take us through chapter 3, that, that would be fantastic. Well, the first three verses are, I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He has led me and made me walk in darkness mm. and not in light. Surely he has turned his hand against me time and time again throughout the day. Wow. You know, Nathan, uh, when I look at those opening verses, it's amazing how personal I see this situation. But now you and I know that uh, Jeremiah's ministry was one that it wasn't a very easy one. And there was a lot of difficulties in his ministry. Other than, say, Elijah, who had to confront the prophets of Baal and were constantly hunted by <laughs> King Ahab and Jezebel, uh, Jeremiah had a bat. His message was basically to say, uh, Judah, you're doomed. There's right. no going back. There's <laughs> no hope. You're doomed. And Jeremiah went around sharing that message with the king and the people, and they hated him for it. That's right. While the city was under siege and the people were starving, he's going around saying, we're doomed, we're doomed, and there's no hope. And so the king dropped him in a muddy cistern, and people were trying to kill him. And he knew that 900 years of God's patience with the Israelites were done. He was, he was done. It was time for them to go into exile. So really, Jeremiah had a horrendous message because at the time, he felt like there was no hope. And even Jeremiah himself felt 
and you could read in these first exactly. three verses, you could tell. He says, surely he had turned his hand against me time and time again throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like Jeremiah, even though he's the prophet of God, feels like he is sharing in the sufferings of his people, and yeah. therefore God is against him as well. And whether that's true or not, that's how the man actually felt. Well, Nathan, and the point here is that I, as I was looking at this, you know, from time to time, God would allow uh, certain trials, certain things to come to test our faith. And I'm reminded here a little bit of what the opening of the book of Job. Job was a righteous man, but yet God allowed certain things to happen in his life uh, to make him a better and stronger person. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to be a little upset that God basically threw Job's life away on a bet. You know, the story is Satan comes up to God and says, hey, you know, it wouldn't be hard to get your most faithful servant fall if, you, if I get rid of this, this, and this in his life. And God says, all right, I'll take that bet. You can do whatever you want to Job, but you can't take his life. And Job had all children killed in one day. His wife suffered and, and was constantly a thorn in his flesh. Mm-hmm. His friends came and they provided no comfort. He lost all his money. His house was destroyed. His health was destroyed. He's sitting in the ashes covered in boils, and he's crying out to the Lord, and he's wanting to know, Lord, why is this happening to me? Mm. Now, it's a little different for Jeremiah here, because Jeremiah knows exactly what's happening to the people <laughs> because of their sin and rebellion. It wasn't because of Job's sin and rebellion. Yeah. Job just had God tell him, and God explained how powerful he is, and God is the universe, and just trust me. And so it's hard though, man, isn't it? I mean... Isn't it the hardest in life to trust God when we're suffering? You know, Nathan, and I'm sure there's people watching and listening to the program right now where they're going through some uh, suffering that they might not understand. And and sometimes God allows things to happen, and we haven't necessarily done anything wrong, but He just wants to continue to strengthen us through it. But Nathan, I don't think, I know myself, when I go through trials, I do not rejoice like the Bible says, okay? (laughs) I don't say it's hard. It is. I don't say, Lord, bring it on. I count it all joy. A lot of times, <laughs> I'm whining through the, the trials and the tribulations. Oh, you're not kidding. It really is hard to to trust the Lord when we're suffering. But you know, there are, there are verses in the Bible that, that tell us about suffering and, and how it can be important for us. I think, for instance, uh, let me pull this verse up here for you about. Um, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. 1 Peter 5, 6-7. Or 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. And this is how Paul, if he was the author of Romans 8, says, uh, uh, as the author of Romans 8 said, yes. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the yes. glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. Mm. Again, godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death, 2 Corinthians 7.10. So, I think Jeremiah here was feeling a little worldly sorrow. Yes. Uh, it's hard for him to have the big picture view when he sees God's plan for salvation for the people through the Israelites just collapse and, and destroy. Right. He, he was having trouble seeing what the future is and yes. the glory that would be brought back to the Jewish people. But we'll get into that a little more later in this chapter because this chapter does have some hope as well. 
Yeah, I, and, I, and I'm so glad that you pointed that out because it is a long chapter. So someone watching and listening right now, they're like, man, is this it? No, hang in there. <laughs> there's, more, there's more to it. But I just love the way that Jeremiah begins to open up and unravel and also how it ties into the Jewish people as a whole. And of course, he included himself, Nathan, in the situations, much like Daniel. Daniel included himself in his prayer. He says, we have sinned, we have done wrong, we have, you know, disobeyed. And, and I think that's the same thing with Jeremiah here. He's part of his people. Excellent point, right. I mean, when Daniel, who was considered one of the most righteous men in the Bible, in the right. of Noah, is lamenting for his own sins that uh, his people committed, then we've got Jeremiah doing the same thing. He's lamenting for the sins of his people. But at the same time, maybe as a prophet, he thought he'd get an exemption. You know, maybe yeah. he thought that he could uh, escape this or that the Lord would protect him. But we read about the history of Jeremiah. And, uh, as we get to the end of Jeremiah, Jeremiah was dragged down to Egypt by those who were left in, in Israel. And he didn't want to go. And as far yeah. as, church, as uh, biblical history records, he died in a foreign land. He died in Egypt. Mm -hmm. So as a hostage. So really, nothing went well for Jeremiah, his life, or his ministry. And you can't help but think that Jeremiah was a little flooded by God at this point. Yes, and that's a good, and maybe those of you that are watching and listening, like Nathan was saying, maybe at one point in your life you felt a little bit slighted. But listen, the, God, the plan of God is always perfect. For his children, all things work out for those that trust the Lord. So whatever you're going through, know that God is in control. You might not see the whole situation now, but hang in there and you'll see the plan begin to unfold as we continue to notice here is unfolding as we look at Lamentation uh, chapter 3. So yeah, Nick, thank you so much. If you continue to take us through, that would be fantastic. Yeah, well, as what you said, I think that's why James, the half-brother of Jesus, said in James 1, 2 through 3, Consider it pure joy, my yeah. brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Yes. And here we are witnessing the testing of the faith of Jeremiah. Mm. So, uh, continuing on, verse 4, He has aged my flesh and my skin and broken my bones. He has besieged me and surrounded me with bitterness and woe. He has set me in dark places like the dead of long ago. He has hedged me in so that I cannot get out. He has made my chain heavy, even though when I cry and shout, he shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my ways with huge stone. He has made my paths crooked. He has been to me a bear lying in wait, like a lion in ambush. He has turned aside my ways and torn me in pieces. He has made me desolate. Mm. He has bent his bow and set me up as a target for the arrow. And it goes on and on and on, <laughs> as basically makes one literary after another showing God as a uh, bear attacking and destroying him. It, it's, it's, it's sad how, how terrible Jeremiah feels here. Yeah. And you know, Nathan, I also, I was looking also at verse 8. It says, even when I cry and, and shout, he shuts out my prayers. And I want to say maybe it seems like that, but that's not always true. Sometimes we pray and God remains silent for a while, right, Nathan? I mean, how, how many times haven't you prayed and you're like, Lord, uh, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. Well, again, this is a lament. This book is lamentation. Yes. It's his lament. So, of course, he's lamenting. He's, he's crying out. He's feeling despair. And isn't it so human? I mean, no matter how, what, what we, trial we face or how bad it gets, we can't help but be saying, oh, woe is me. 
nobody loves me or right. God never listens at all. And, and so whether Jeremiah is truly feeling this or he's expressing it in a poetic lamentation, that's, that's what he is. And certainly the people of Israel, those who might have been faithful, and there weren't many by Jeremiah's time, but they were feeling this too, that God had abandoned them. Absolutely. And, and you know, there was, again, like we said, there was a legit reason. It was because they did not do their part, and therefore they're experiencing the prophecies according to the Word of God of what will come to them uh, if they did not obey the Lord. And, and Nathan, again, every time anyone turns their back on God, there's going to be those seasons where they're going to feel that way. And that's why we believe repentance is so important when we turn to the Lord, when we're obeying, when we're doing what's right. Uh, we see things beginning to work out, but sometimes for a season, he allows certain difficulties and trials uh, and uh, even depressive times. And that's exactly what we're noticing here on Lamentation. But the good news is that things uh, will get better. Right, Nate? <laughs> it will. There are, uh, Jeremiah was a prophet, so obviously he had prophecies not just about the downfall of Judah, but yeah. also about the hope that the Lord would bring in restoring them. I haven't got that far yet. And of course, this is Lamentation that's all about lamenting. Yeah. But you're right, man. These people didn't do their part. For 900 years, they had the Mosaic Law, and they ignored it. Matter of fact, as, you, as Jeremiah is lamenting, he is showing what's happened to the Jewish people that are exactly, exactly a fulfillment of Deuteronomy 28, verse right. by verse, of what would happen to the people. That they would dwell among the nations, their people, and find no rest anymore. Mm -hmm. That their foes would be their master, that their children would go in exile. Uh, that... Uh, the women would even eat their offspring during the siege. The starvation was so bad that they were people were eating their children. The old were lying in the streets with no homes. It goes on and on. Terrible, terrible. I mean, man, I don't even think we could even imagine what the siege of Jerusalem was like. We could watch a movie, a right. World War Z, or you know, one of those <laughs> post-apocalyptic movies, but it really doesn't capture what it means to have your city surrounded by an army for over two years and be starved to death inside of it. It was an awful, awful, the Jeremiah yeah. experience. Well, and much of what we see in the Old Testament is those types of scenes, uh, but we, we come to recognize here that the book of Lamentation, the book of Jeremiah was written for a reason, and some of that is also even very applicable to us today as a nation, as a people. Uh, when we turn away from God, it's amazing what happens to a nation and a group of people. Well, we don't take God serious enough. I, I mean, you can see it today. People are living whatever sin they want. They're tearing down everything Christian in this country. They're kicking God out. And they're acting like God will never do anything about it. And they are mistaking God's patience with God's justice. Because God might is, is just, and he will finally act, but he's also patient, and that's, that's why right. he's holding off his justice. But the day comes. It always comes. For the Israel, it took 900 years before it finally came, but it came. It will come on this generation if we continue to kick God out of our school systems, yes. out of our media, and every other area of our lives. Judgment will come, and that's what's great about the Bible. The Bible proves that's how God acts. He doesn't just nod and wink at sin. He doesn't just leave the cosmos to run on its own. He's there. He's waiting for people to come repentance, and nations that don't repent face remedial judgments, and eventually they will be judged too. And brother, it's scary to live in our country right now yeah. as we watch such a violent rebellion against God and kicking him out of every area and ignoring his word and ignoring the Bible. It, it's a scary time. Man, I feel like we're actually living 
time of Jeremiah. We haven't got to the destruction part yet, but we're certainly living during the time where Jeremiah warned the people yes. that destruction was coming. Well, Nathan, we're living in a time where it is like a house of cards in a sense. This can collapse at any moment. I mean, I just keep uh, keeping my eyes on the news in terms of what's happening with North Korea and, uh, you know, the, the capabilities that we have today with nuclear weapons and everything else. And a lot of people, they're oblivious to the reality that, you know what, things can change very drastically, very quickly uh, for us in America and around the world. Yeah, you're right, House of Cards. Is, I think the best example was when Hurricane Katrina came in 2005. And when it destroyed New Orleans and all, it turned a nice sunny day into a, a death spiral within a few hours. The stores were emptied of all their food, so there was no food. And relief agencies had to come in, and people were dying, and it was swamped. And mm -hmm. it, it was just, it turned an ordinary day into an apocalypse within a few hours. Man, that can happen. And, we, we're real comfortable the way our life is, but you know all that foundation can disappear very quickly. And Katrina was a great example of how that can occur. Uh, well, and you know, Nathan, that's why also people maybe some people were not remembering uh, what happened uh, in Hurricane, uh, you know, in Katrina. But uh, it, it also reminds me what happened even a few years later, even in New York City, in Manhattan, when they had this amazing, incredible flood. Even the tunnels and everything were flooded. And it's just these type of things out of nowhere. And this is why what, what the Bible talks about, these type of events, uh, you know, people don't take it serious. And I hope that those that are watching and listening today would reconsider the words that are written here in the book of Lamentation because this is every, very applicable uh, for us today. So, yeah, Nate, thank you so much. If you continue to break us through, I know time goes quickly, but hopefully we can get through some other verses and pull out some of these wonderful nuggets. Certainly. Well, again, uh, Jeremiah continues on with his lamenting, verse 13. He has caused the arrows of his quiver to pierce my loins. I've become the ridicule of all my people. They're taunting songs all day, all the day. He has filled me with bitterness. He has made me drink wormwood. He has also broken my teeth with gravel and covered me with ashes. You have moved my soul far from peace. I have forgotten prosperity. And I said, my strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. But here, verse 19 is important. Remember my yes, affliction yes. and roaming, the wormwood and the gall. My soul still remembers and sings within me. This I call to mind. Therefore, Ooh. I have hope. Can you believe that Jeremiah said that all his suffering gave him hope? How can you explain that, thing? Exactly, I can't because I whine too much and I'm going through my trials. But you know, the reality is, well, you and I know that our hope does not lie in ourselves, but it lies in someone greater, which is our relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, uh, you invited me to your conference uh, many years ago, and, and it was a future hope, right, Nathan? And, and, and hope is that thing that we hold on to, even in the times of difficulties. And myself, personally, I know things at the end will work out because I have hope in the work of the Lord, in the power of God, in whatever situation I'm going through, He's going to help me through it. Amen. Right. Even through our worst suffering, we can have hope because the Lord will never, ever, ever abandon His children. He might let you uh, suffer under your own hand, and He might let you suffer under remedial judgments to bring you back to repentance. But in the end, there's always hope because the Lord always takes care of His children. You know, Nathan, and that word hope is a powerful one, something that we want to leave our viewers and our listening uh, listeners with. I mean, just throughout the Bible, the Bible talks so much about hope. 
hope in the Lord, trust in the Lord, uh, and, and trust in his goodness and in his promises. And, and I think, Nathan, that's what we see in the world today is a lack of hope. You look at the faces of people a lot of times, and there doesn't seem to be much hope. And a lot of it is because their focus is off. Their focus is not where it needs to be. And therefore, it seems like all hope is gone. Uh, but you and I, what we're encouraging people is that's why it's so important for them to have a relationship with the Lord. Right, Nathan? That's where our hope comes from. Right. If you don't have Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you're not saved. In other words, that's your right. sins have convicted you and sentenced you not only to a life of misery here, but an eternity in hell. And Jesus doesn't want that. That's why he died on the cross for your sins. And when you put your faith and trust in him, when you pray from your heart, Dear Jesus, please forgive me my sins and be my Savior. And Jesus promises that he will forgive you of your sins. He will take the punishment of hell upon himself, which he did on the cross. And then you will be free. You can have hope. But without Jesus, you live a life without any hope. Nathan, that is amazing, and I thank you for sharing that. You know, I want to I wanna just also, if you don't mind, Nathan, close with uh, Romans 5, uh, uh, verses 1 and 2, uh, as we were talking about hope. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into His grace, in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And, and Nathan, that's exactly what you're saying. That hope is found in our relationship with Jesus Christ, and for those of you that are watching and listening, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, listen, I know we don't have a lot of time left in the program, but we want to give you an opportunity to trust God and to allow the Holy Spirit to give you that hope, that peace that surpasses all understanding. And Nathan, uh, if you would, again, I know we don't have a lot of time, but you, you always uh, give such a simple, concise invitation, not complicated. Would you be able to share how someone on the other end can start that relationship, maybe with a simple prayer? Certainly, put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Surrender your life to Him. Pray from your heart, dear Jesus, please forgive me and be my Lord and Savior. And it's as simple as that. It's, it is hard to surrender one's life, but it's simple once you've surrendered your life to Jesus, let Him work through you. Let Him work through right. you, and then you can have hope too. Praise the Lord. And listen, maybe you've trusted in Christ right now. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call, 305 992 nine five three seven we would love to pray uh with you and also pray uh, for you and again nathan uh like like we shared earlier good thing we told people that this was going to be a long passage because 66 verses there is no way you and i are going to be able to cover that today <laughs> <laughs> no uh but i'm looking forward to the next segment because the se next segment actually focuses on the reasons for Jeremiah's hope. Ooh, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And Nathan, thank you for joining me for this segment of the program. We ran out of time, but Nathan, it's always great to have you on. Thank you, brother. Good to be on. Awesome, and uh, I'm looking forward to your next video. <laughs> All right. You help me figure out what it is. I will. Hey, to our listeners and our viewers, again, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And this week, take some time, read through Lamentations. And again, if you're in need of prayer, give us a call, 305-992-9537. We would love to pray for you. Have a great day, and may the Lord bless you.